You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. I am your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. Uh, riding solo for most of the show today, we will bring in Chris for the college football pick'em segment for week three. Going to have a lot of fun with that. We've got a ton of games to get through today. But uh, but yeah, before we begin all of that, I do have some college football topics that we are going to discuss beforehand. And we got to give you the rundown, right? Go check out the website, winningcureseverything.com. Everything that you need to know about us, about the show, about our appearances on other shows, etc., you can find over there where to subscribe, which is YouTube and the podcast, etc., or where you need to follow us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, etc. Go ahead and check that out, winningcureseverything.com. And all of our shows that we do as well can be posted or will be posted over there uh, once they are done. So go ahead and check that out as well. Chris does a show for Sportsbook Review, the sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, Sportsbook Review College Football Show, and I do the BetUS College Football Show. You can find the links to both of those in the description below on the podcast, and on YouTube. So go ahead and click those links. Make sure you are subscribed so that you can jump in with us when we go live on those channels. Hopefully everybody is having a magnificent Friday. It's looking like it's going to be a great weekend for football. Uh, NFL Week 2, College Football Week 3, all kinds of stuff going on. The show brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. And you can use the promo code NCAAF2021. To get 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and that is sports book exclusive. I cannot stress how important it is that you get signed up using that promo code because up to $2,500, I mean, that, that's going to put over $5,000 in your bank account if you want to put that much in, if you deposit that much. So go ahead and do it because you can bet it all on college football. Don't recommend spending it all at one time, but I do recommend that you get signed up and take advantage of the deal while it's still around. NCAAF2021 is the promo code. Again, the link is in the description. We're going to start off with TCU coach Gary Patterson. Let me write my times down here. Gary Patterson discussed NIL today, and I'm sure that this is about some of the great players that are going on or that are currently enrolled at TCU. Zach Evans, a five-star running back that has really shown out. Now, he's hadn't played the majority of the time there. But, uh, but yeah, he is an unbelievable athlete, absolutely incredible. This is what TCU head football coach Gary Patterson said, and he's, he's straight up, this is per Matt Brown, right, and it comes from the Star-Telegram newspaper. Uh, he said he's straight up giving the most explicit, please give my recruits money NIL pitch that I've seen so far. Uh, in The quote in the paper says, in taxes, do you do short form or do you do deductions? I can promise you there's nobody in this room that does the short form, Patterson said, smiling. That's what I'm talking about in recruiting. Everybody lives in the gray area. Everybody in this room lives in the gray area. The bottom line to it is we're going to have to live in the gray area if we want to keep up. There's five SEC schools calling him and telling him, here's what we'll give you if you come here and not stay at TCU, Patterson said. At the end of the day, that's just real life. If we don't do anything about it, within a year, we lose him. The rules have changed There is no wrong anymore. He said, we planted the trees, now we have to water them. 
I hear, well, I don't want to get dirty. It feels dirty. I don't know the rules. Let me just say, you guys know me. I'm just going to tell the truth. The bottom line to it is I can lose 25 to 30 guys on scholarships by January. Players recruit players. When a kid calls, well, how are they taking care of you? If they don't say they're giving me this, then the kid is not going to come. Players recruit players. It takes more to stay where we're at than it took to get here. We've done a lot to get here, but if you want to play at a very high level, what you have to understand is we're going to have to do some things to make sure that we stay and keep growing. At the end of the day, what does that entail? We're going to have to learn, but we're going to learn a lot faster than what everybody right now is willing to do. He is not wrong. The SEC knows that there is no real, uh, there's no real rule. You can pay players now. And if you're at TCU, you got donors, you got guys, you got businesses that can give money to these players. And it doesn't matter if it feels wrong. If you've been playing clean the whole time and you've had the same success that Patterson's had, that good on you, but it's not going to continue. Because now that he is actually getting recruiting wins, remember, this is the most talented roster that TCU has had since Patterson's been there. I mean, we're talking over two decades. And he's now getting the best roster that they've ever had. You're going to have to do something to make sure that those guys continue to come to the school. I think this is exactly what Matt Brown said from the Extra Points newsletter. He is telling you, you have got to pay these kids. Period. End of story. Because they're going to go elsewhere. They will get deals somewhere else if you don't pay them at TCU. And and I think that they will get that taken care of. I mean, with this being as public as it has been, it's become such a massive story for Gary Patterson because he doesn't do this. He is the, the super clean guy. I expect this to pick up big time. Look for some big time NIL deals coming out of Dallas-Fort Worth very, very soon because they are going to have to do that to keep up with the Joneses. And with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, TCU has got a real shot to be the breadwinner in that conference. Even with the smallest the school is, you can become a massive, massive brand by winning championships in that conference. You got to be on the ball right now. Got to be on the ball right now. With that said, let's move into another topic. Had an interesting press conference at Alabama just the other day. Jordan Battle, secondary member of the Alabama Crimson Tide was asked if there were any little quips that he really enjoyed from Nick Saban. And he came out and basically expressed, uh, he said Saban would tell the players, uh, touch these or suck these. And it's a reference to these nuts, which I'm sure uh, anybody that is in my age group knows exactly what that is. It's a long-running joke since I was in high school. Uh, I am now 38 years old. I'm 20 years removed from high school. I still remember all of this. Um, it's it's pretty comical. It's pretty comical. And Lane Kiffin, of all people, decided to jump in on it. Uh, Nick Geddes over at OutKick actually talked about it. Uh, he said, Lane Kiffin offers origin story of Nick Saban and D's nuts jokes, which <laughs> it's, I cannot believe this is an actual topic, but here we go. Uh, it said, Nick Saban loves telling D's nuts jokes. Yes, that's a real headline. The uptight Alabama head football coach uses it all the time, according to Ole Miss head football coach Lane Kiffin. Uh, Kiffin told Joseph Goodman, or, or said it in a press conference, uh, he said that Marlon Humphrey, who is now starting cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens, introduced Saban to the jokes, and Saban took it from there. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Goodman's tweet said, D's nuts are a process. It is. It really is. And, and Marlon Humphrey commented, and all he said was, yeah, me and Coach Saban go way back. But this is, uh, this is pretty funny. Uh, Humphrey said, Saban's a good jokester. I guess I'm just happy I left my mark. How incredible is it? Like, this is more proof that this buttoned-up, screaming typewad that, that the majority of the public sees that coaches at Alabama is not the same guy that he is around his players. There's a reason the players that go to Alabama love him and they continue to come back to the university game after year after year after game over and over and over. Anytime Alabama plays in a big-time spot, you see a ton of current and former NFL players standing on that sideline. It's because they enjoy coming back. They are welcomed back because they understand Coach, while he is all business in the middle of a game, he loves his players and he has fun with them. 
He is he's an entertaining guy, but this is more proof of that. More proof of that. I don't think that we will see Jordan Battle doing many more uh, Q and A's at press conferences uh, because <laughs> I, I can't imagine what that conversation was like after that press conference. Next topic on the board. This is going to be a lot of fun. Dennis Dodd has an article over at CBS Sports. It says the American Athletic Conference is settling on a handful of expansion candidates that will likely cook off the next round of realignment at the Group of Five level, multiple sources told CBS Sports. Uh, it says the timing of that next round could be impacted if Texas and Oklahoma attempt to make an early entry into the SEC. The Big 12, of course, has already taken Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF from the American Athletic Conference. That leaves the league with only eight teams remaining once they get that. I believe it will be 2023 when those schools join the Big 12. Uh, when that happens, who knows where Texas and Oklahoma will be. We shall see. But we talked on our podcast last Friday, uh, September the 10th edition of the show, uh, about the AAC expanding and who some of the potential candidates are. Well, now we have targets, just like we had the Big 12 targets that came out that all ended up being correct. In this one, we have five targets to fill four spots. Now, here are the five targets. Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, and UAB. Uh, we actually hit on basically all of these. We did not touch on Colorado State, although the investment in the program is there, even if the program is not exactly great currently. So, uh, this makes sense. UAB, the only Conference USA member on this, the rest are Mountain West members. I, with all of the talk of Boise State hating the current Mountain West deal, hating the way that they go about things in the Mountain West, trying and pushing, there are public documents that have come out where Brian Harson has pushed his AD and the school president to get out of the Mountain West deal before he left and went to Auburn. Once he got an opportunity, he was out of there. He realized it was a bad deal. This looks like something that would make a ton of sense, and it would fully make it an American conference, right? You have schools spread all over everywhere, going from Tampa, Florida, up to Philadelphia, over to uh, Baltimore, Maryland, you know, with Navy and whatnot, uh, Annapolis, uh, all the way across to the West Coast. If you can encapsulate all of that, yes, why not? Absolutely take advantage of it. Make it a full-on American conference. Now, how will this work as far as non-revenue sports? I don't know because that is going to be tough. And I don't know what this means for their next TV deal. The American Athletic Conference, their, their current TV contract pays out about $7 million a year per school. When you lose UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, that is certainly going to take a dip. How much of a dip is it if you include Air Force, Boise, San Diego, and, and Alabama-Birmingham? How much of a dip is that? Because then you're bringing in some pretty big markets, and you're bringing in football programs and athletic departments that, that fully invest, right? So we shall see. We shall see what happens with this, but it makes a ton of sense. Uh, this would certainly be good for the Sun Belt because if they are looking to expand as well, they still have many options on the table outside of UAB. They can certainly bring in some from Conference USA and whatnot. So that uh, that would work well for the Sun Belt, but this would this would completely deplete the Mountain West, and I don't even know what those remaining schools would do. Uh, Nevada, Fresno State, etc. So that, that could be a bit of an issue, but uh, that appears to be the targets right now. Uh, that would be Air Force, Boise, Colorado State, San Diego State, and UAB are the five targets for four spots. They want to get back up to 12, and we'll see how that goes. We will see how it goes. All right, let's dive off of this, and let's jump into, you know, let's get Chris on the phone, and let's go ahead and get the NCAA football pick them for week three. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. College football week three pick them. Chris, we have got some fun games on the slate. Uh, good gracious. We're, we're going to go through several of them. Not going to spend a ton of time because, of course, these are our quick picks. For everybody that is paying attention, you can always go and check out our other picks, our official plays, all that good stuff over on the SBR uh, college football show and the BetUS college football show. The links are in the description. Go ahead and check those things out. Uh, Chris, let's start off with Coastal Carolina, a 14-point favorite on the road at Buffalo. Now, I, I got to tell you, my line on this was 9. <laughs> it is ballooned up to 14. I think it opened at 10 or 11, and it has jumped all the way out there. People not very impressed with how Buffalo looked against Nebraska. I, If I got to take a side, I'm going to take Buffalo because I feel like it's too many points. They're playing at home. They played from behind a lot. Kyle Van Treese threw like 50 times against Nebraska. That is not in their wheelhouse. I think they have a shot to at least keep this thing close. Uh, my favorite play on it would probably be the over 57.5. But because we are playing against the spread, because we're doing pick them against the spread, I'm going to take uh, Buffalo plus the 14. So I I don't like this number at all. It's, it's real, real big, and, and it's something that scares me. But – I think I think I'm going to go the other way. I think Coastal Carolina. And I'm using a terrible logic. Okay, I'm using search, <laughs> circular reasoning. I think Coastal is better than Nebraska. And Nebraska beat the hell out of Buffalo. Buffalo's going home. Buffalo will probably play better. But will they play 15 points better? I don't think so. I think the defense for Coastal is better than the defense for Nebraska. I think if Buffalo struggled to score against Nebraska, I think they're going to struggle to score in this game. So I don't know. I, I'm going with Coastal. I'll take Sean. I, I can I can understand that. Obviously, it's a big number. I don't yeah. like it, but you you and I that's just my thought. You and I both the big fans of Jamie Chadwell and what he's building there. But yeah, it's a really big number. Um, but who knows exactly what Buffalo is? Are they the team that destroyed Wagner or the team that got destroyed by Nebraska? Like at, both that's of right. those seemed plausible at the beginning of the season, whether or not Leipold was there or not. So uh, who knows? Who knows? But Maurice Lingus, uh, you know this is this is his time to shine. So we'll we'll see. Purdue at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is a seven-point favorite. Purdue's running back is out for an extended amount of time here. Uh, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of difference because as much as Jeff Brom has talked about wanting to reestablish the running game, he has not done it. They have thrown the ball uh, at an uh, extraordinary rate. I was going to say exorbitant. That's it. Um, but they – I just – I don't know if I can trust Notre Dame right now. <laughs> like they didn't look good against Toledo. They didn't look good against Florida State. I don't know that Florida State's a very good football team, as we just saw. It's tough for me to lay seven here. My my line was actually Notre Dame minus nine here, so I'm going to ride with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Notre Dame to kind of get back right. I think they'll be able to overpower Purdue here. I don't think Purdue has uh, any kind of an advantage at the line of scrimmage. And, and I think that Purdue is actually worse than Florida State and Toledo. So give me Notre Dame minus seven here. Yeah, we're, we're kind of thinking the same round a little bit on this one. Um, here's what I love. Notre Dame looked look bad against two teams that they should be substantially better than, but they came out with a win. Brian Kelly is a good coach. I think they're going to be better this week than they were the first two weeks. With that being said, Here's how Brian Kelly is going to beat up and this Notre Dame offense is going to – I think they're going to dictate the pace of game. I think Jeff Braun wants to play fast. I think he wants to throw the ball a lot. You talked about that. 
I think Notre Dame is going to grind the hell out of this game. I think their defensive front is going to get a lot of pressure. They want to slow this thing down. They're going to protect big plays, make everything go underneath. But when they have the football, the best player on the field is going to be the running back, and he is going to grind out yards. They're going to pound uh, Purdue in the mouth. I think that's going to be the kind of game. They're going to slow this thing down. They're going to take every second off the play clock. And, and, and I think they're going to physically wear down Purdue. By the fourth quarter, this game's probably going to be tight, just like Toledo. Because I don't know if this, Purdue, uh, this Notre Dame team's great. But by the time you get to the fourth quarter, Notre Dame should be able to pull away. They're the bigger, stronger, more physical football team, and this is just what they do. This seems like it could be a game where, where Williams finally breaks out, right? He has not looked great uh, running the football in the first two games. This could be his breakout game. Florida State heading to Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That line has jumped all over the place. It opened at three, I believe, and jumped up to six-and-a-half on the first day and has come back down. It's now down to four-and-a-half. This is, you know, do we get a dead cap bounce from Florida State? That's basically the question here because they did not look good, even regardless of losing the game. Even if they had beaten Jacksonville State 17-14, to that's still not great. You know, they look good against Notre Dame. We don't know how good Notre Dame is. I, I don't know what to make of this Florida State team. The play call that they ran at the end of the Jacksonville State game, or at least that, that Mike Norvell said that they ran, is not what they actually ran. So Mike Norvell didn't even know what they were running at the end of the game. It's I, I don't know what to make of this team. I don't know if they have lost the locker room at this point. I don't know what to make of the defensive staff. I I made this line Wake Forest minus three to start out with, so I had no play early because it, it opened at three. But, man, I I really think that I'm going to take Wake Forest here minus the four and a half. I think I'd trust Dave Clawson and the more consistent team over the more volatile team, even if they are the less talented team. I like Sam Hartman. I like what they're doing. I mean, they're averaging, I think, like eight yards a play right now. I'll take Dave Clawson. Give me, give me Wake minus four and a half. So I've spent a lot of years making fun of the ACC because they've basically been Clemson and trash, okay? And, and that's the truth. This year is very different. I think Clemson is worse than Clemson may have been in the last, I don't know, seven years. But I think the rest of the conference is getting pretty good, okay? I think this Wake Forest team can be good. I like Boston College. I Well, I liked them before quarterback went out. I like I like NC State, even though they lost NC State. I like I like like the mid level of this conference a lot better than I have. I think Wake Forest is, is is a lot better than they've been in the past. And I think they're overall just a better team than, than Florida State right now. Yeah, yeah, I I really think so. I I am worried that this could be a disastrous kind of season for Florida State. It, when you get when you get in a hole with your offensive line it takes years to build back out of that thing. You can't just get in transfers and all that. When you have completely mismanaged it over three different coaching staffs now, there's almost no way to fix it. So I'm I'm curious what's going to happen here, but you know, you like me, we're going to we're going to both ride Wake Forest minus the four and a half. SMU travels to Ruston, Louisiana to take on Louisiana Tech. SMU a 12-point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, my line had SMU minus 16. I think SMU, they did not look great against North Texas in their last game. I get that. However, this is a fantastic stable of wide receivers, a good quarterback in Tanner Mordecai. I think SMU's defense is actually pretty damn good. And Louisiana Tech kind of showed last week against an FCS team, they are not as good as what they looked like against Mississippi State. They took advantage of a lot of turnovers in that first game against the Bulldogs. I I don't think Louisiana Tech is that good. I'm getting this under two touchdowns. I, give me SMU minus 12. I really think Sun Dykes is going to score a lot of points here. Yeah, I'm taking this is the fourth favorite I've taken in a row, which, you know, that just grinds my crawl real bad. But I, 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 don't, I don't think La Tech is a good football team. I didn't think they were before the season started. I, I'm not changing my opinion. Um, what SMU does is fun. Sonny Dyke's a hell of a coach, and, and he's going to have those guys ready. I think this offense is going to cook. And to, to, to beat somebody by two touchdowns doesn't, 
that's not a number that scares me when I think they're substantially better than the opponent across the field. Now, I will say there are crazy things that happen in Ruston, Louisiana. I don't think this is going to be one of them, though. So I I have seen teams go in there. Well, and, hell, I mean, we can yeah. lose this bet. I mean, shit, we lose bets all the time. It happens. No, you, I mean, you're not wrong. You, know, you are not a, wrong. It's a road team catching a two touchdowns. Exactly. So, yeah, we can lose it. No problem. But I, I, if I have to put my money one way or the other, I'm putting my money on Sunny Dice. You got that right. You got that right. Ball State heads to Laramie, Wyoming to face off against the Cowboys. Cowboys are a seven-point favorite. I would not have imagined this, although you know I do have a lot of love for what Craig Bowl is doing over there, and I, I think that Wyoming is the better football team here. Going to be uh, a lot of wins, by the way. At Plitt, the quarterback for Ball State, is going to have some issues throwing the ball around because they're expecting 15 to 25-mile-an-hour wins in Laramie. I I am kind of all over Wyoming here, but my line had it set at Wyoming minus four. I, I They gave up a lot of points to Northern Illinois. If those wins, if something changes with the weather report, I could totally see Ball State hanging in here. I'm going to take the dog here. I'm going to take Ball State plus the seven because I think that it's going to be a tighter game than a touchdown. Yeah, I like Ball State. I think they're a good team. They won the MAC last year. I think they're really good this year, and I think they're going to be contention for the MAC two years in a row. Um, you, you're talking about the win, and you're talking about it like that's their only offense. This team can run the football as well, okay? And they're pretty good defensively. That didn't look like it against Penn State, but Jesus, Penn State's substantially stronger than them. You just you just can't do anything with those big ass offensive line or a big ass defensive lineman over there at Penn State. Like you, you can't score on that team, and you can't run on that team. Um, I think they'll be able to run on Wyoming. I think they'll be able to move the ball even if the uh, the wind is kicking up. Listen, that wind's going to hurt both teams, all right? You no longer can take your deep shots because of the wind. But the, the no wind is so damn strong that you can't you can't shoot, you know, slant passes and, and throw these out routes and stuff to, to still spread the defense out and get them on their heels. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. So you're, you're riding Ball State as well, huh? Yes, sir. I can get down with it. Utah – Heads to San Diego State. They are going on the road again, and they are a nine-point favorite, which is exactly where I set the line uh, initially. You know, they opened as a seven-point favorite. Been a lot of love with a bounce back from Utah. San Diego State is feisty. They are really good. They whipped the absolute hell out of out of Arizona last week. Total is forty-four and a half, by the way. So you're looking at having to beat somebody by double digits with a score that will remain in the 40s. And normally, that kind of thing doesn't happen. Uh, Brady Hoke and that that Aztecs defense kind of, you know, or, well, not the defense, but the offense is really picking up a lot of pace here lately. They are really getting after it on offense. I, I didn't like what I saw out of Utah last week. They looked discombobulated. They looked confused a little bit. They made some major mistakes that you don't normally see them make, and they did it on the road, and now you're on the road again. I I don't know if this is a get-right game for Utah. This feels like it might be too many points. San Diego State, 6-2 and two straight up against the Pac-12 uh, in their last eight. And that's they're not even against the spread. That's just straight up. I, I kind of like San Diego State here. I'm not going to take a money line on it, but I will I will certainly take nine points. So, yeah, I, I we see this game very similar as well. Um, I picked this game in, in my SBR show. I did the breakdown, and my breakdown was exactly what you said. That if you think a game is going to be played in the 40s, nine points is a hell of a lot of points to give a head start to a team to a game that's going to be played in the 40s. That means you're going to kick the shit out of them. That means it won't be close, okay? If San Diego State scores at all, you're either getting way over the 40s or you ain't close to your nine, all right? And and that's the issue. I think it's too many points. Um, I think this list this ain't some punk-ass Mountain West team like San Diego State's been in the past, okay? <laughs> this Aztec team is tough, all right? They play real good defense. But all you talked about, their offense is getting better. I, I like this team. Had it, it, My only reason for not having a money line play on this is I can't see Utah losing two games in a row to teams that Utah is better than. Because there's no question Utah, is, Utah has more talent and is better than BYU. Utah has more talent and is better than San Diego State. I cannot imagine a world where they lose two games back-to-back straight up. But I absolutely can see them not just saying, we have to get a win here. We don't need to kick the shit out of somebody. We need to play smart. I think offensively, they're going to become a shell of themselves. 
I think they're going to stop taking chances. I think they're going to try and, and, and not go vanilla, but not make mistakes, which means if we get out of here with a field goal win, we're the happiest guys in, in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I think they will focus a lot more on the running game. And, uh, and I, I don't think that they will be playing from behind. Of course, you never know what's going to happen in these games, but South Carolina heads to Athens, Georgia to take on the Bulldogs. This line sits currently 31-and-a-half in favor of the Bulldogs. Uh, they have not given up a single offensive touchdown on the year thus far. And I, w- I will go ahead and tell you, my line was actually Georgia minus 23, but I, this thirty this 31-and-a-half does look enticing because when I initially set the line, I kind of forgot about the fact that Will Muschamp is now an on-field assistant and, and he and Kirby have been buddies for a long time. This could be one of those spots where they start tacking on touchdowns late if they have the opportunity, of course. Maybe they tack on a few more touchdowns just because South Carolina fired Will Muschamp. Now, I don't know that there's any kind of animosity like that, but it does make me a bit... I'm not as confident in taking South Carolina as I initially was because I don't know that South Carolina can score on this defense. Um, I, I'm i going to roll with my line. I'm going to say South Carolina keeps this within 30, but, I mean, who knows? So give, give me the dog to at least cover the 31 and a half. You think J.C. Daniels plays in this game? It doesn't affect my, my pick at all, by the way. No, I don't think they need him. I, why, I, why would you? Your offense yeah. looked amazing last week. This game shouldn't be any different than that week. Listen, you don't you don't make spreads thirty one and a half when you play FCS opponents. Okay, this, this this line this is just too much. This is gross exaggeration. This is a storyline. I love it how coaches are absolute dog shit. Okay, they're the ones that lose. They're the ones that are bad, and then somehow they're going to play their old team that fired them, and they got an axe to grind. What the <laughs> we, who's grinding axes here, baby? If Will didn't suck then Will wouldn't have gotten fired. That's okay? true. That's like, true. Like, can somebody explain that mental gymnastics that these guys do? I would like somebody to try and sit on a couch and explain to me how you think you're a victim of something. And it's okay now for you to justify running up the score on your old boss who absolutely justifiably fired you. You know? <laughs> like, that's, that's – I, I just don't get that part of the story at all. But you're 100% right. That's there. And I bet Will thinks that because these guys are all narcissists. They're all complete and utter sociopaths. And, and they think they're always in the right and the people are wrong. Neither here nor there. Doesn't matter. 31, like I said, you don't, you don't make the lines against FCS teams that big. Shane Beamer, he's feeling himself out. I, I would think that, that Georgia gives up their first touchdown. I don't know how. But, but come on, man. This game – not going to be close. One team is trying to get Bo eligible, and the other team's trying to win a national championship. Okay, that, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I expect a lot of running clock. I expect a lot from the ground game. I don't think Georgia's going to come out like they did last week, throwing the ball all over the yard, fifty yards down the field. Uh, and even if they do, South Carolina's got a better defense than UAB does, uh, at, at least as far as talent goes. They actually have guys that can match up. So I. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, 31 and a half, just too I'll many tell, I will, t- I will tell you this. If they start running it up, it would not surprise me. The South Carolina team has nothing to play for this year. you got a couple of seniors out there that don't like Georgia. You start running it up, and you're playing for a national title, we'll take some guys out, baby. Because if we get a headhunting you know, penalty and we get suspended for it, who gives a shit? We're out of here, and this team's no good anyway. But if we take one of your guys to the more, baby, that's just – you you now have a loss because you're playing for something. I uh, I don't know if I would have taken it that far, but I do appreciate the fact that you did. <laughs> but hang I, on now, that, I love the realism. If you're, getting, <laughs> if you're getting run up, I'm just putting yourself in the in the mental aptitude of a 22 year old senior at South Carolina who has one big, unbelievable, amazing victory against Georgia. His other coach, his old coach, was on the other sidelines, and now that coach is trying to run it up on him. And you telling me I wouldn't roll up on some offensive lineman's knee? Hell yeah, I would. Yeah, no, I could, I could see it. I could see it. The the mental and now, gymnastics game. Now you start games. losing a couple of old linemen, and now all of a sudden, now you're not playing for a national title anymore. Congratulations, Kirby. <laughs> Hope you're excited. No, I, I think, 
I think there is something to that. There is certainly something to that. You spoke of national titles, so let's go ahead and bring them up. Central Michigan at LSU. LSU minus 19 and a half is where it sits. Uh, I actually, You're a dick. You know that? You're a dick. <laughs> You're a fucking dick. They they won a title two years ago. Fuck you. I thought that was a good transition. (laughs) What'd your line have? My line was LSU minus 17. Um, I will tell you. Too many points. You think it's too many points? I don't think. What's the real line now? What's uh, the real line now? Real line is 19 and a half. It opened at 21. That's too many points. I think think it's. I think I'm going to go LSU here. And, and here's why. I think LSU can actually throw the ball a little bit. I think they outclass Central Michigan's secondary big time with their wide receivers. And I don't think that the issue with LSU right now will hurt them in this game, right? Their issue is uh, run blocking and getting stops on, on the defensive line. I think the LSU secondary is going to be fine in this game. I think they will be able to man up in this game. I don't think that they're going to have a ton of problems running the ball because they're not going to have to. I, I think that they they outclass in in the back end on offense and defense. Central Michigan, Central Michigan can't run the ball. Like I, I, I they should outclass Central Michigan in every aspect of the game. Gary. Well, don't don't forget. Jesus like Christ. okay, tell me this: is is Missouri a better football team than LSU right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, Missouri only beat them by ten. Okay. But what? So, what were the first words out of my mouth when we start talking about this game outside of calling you an asshole? Uh, it's too many points. Too many points. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I just wonder. Like, there's been a lot of hate for LSU this week. I wonder if people are selling them a, a touch too short right now. Like, uh, yeah, I think they'll have problems once they get into SEC play, but I don't think this is going to be one of those games. Like, I just, I, I think that they can. This is one where they can run it up and feel good about themselves before they head to. Are they going to Starkville next week? I think it's Starkville next yep. week. So, yeah, I think I think this is kind of a get right spot. Get your team feeling a little bit better about themselves, and then and then go on from there. But but you you still believe too many points, huh? Well, I, I'm not. If we have to make a pick, Gary, I'm not picking against my team. Okay, I don't do that. Okay, I don't ever do that. All right, All right but let me, let I'm me change you, it up. It's too many points. <laughs> so you can write down LSU in the cover. Okay. But, but my words are telling everybody in the world, if you bet this game, you're an idiot. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree. Our offensive line couldn't move McNeese State. Central Michigan is far better than McNeese State. Okay, that is true. That is true. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. Move, next game. Next game. Let's go. We're done. <laughs> right, next, done. next game. I didn't want to talk about it to begin with. I thought you were a dick to put it on there. Go ahead. <laughs> Oklahoma State is heading up to the blue turf to face off against Boise State. Boise, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Total of 57-and-a-half. Oklahoma State has not looked good, brother. Spencer Sanders might just not be very good at football. Uh, let me let me get you to talk about this one first. What the hell happened to Mike Gundy? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, did I, Juba I, Hubbard take his soul? No. Did, I, did all the shit that happened last year in the offseason just completely discombobulate him and make him so uncomfortable in his own skin. This was a guy that was more comfortable being who he was than anyone I've ever met. And the politics of our world has completely just just taken him balling. He's got no balls, man. Yeah. No. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I think he missed. I love Oklahoma State football because they played with balls. Whether they won or whether they lost, they were going out there and they were firing on all cylinders. It was good that they had a cowboy and their name, you know, their little weird saying is guns up because that's what they did. They took shot after shot after shot. And now it, it's not that they don't have talent. They look conservative, Gary. And I don't like that shit. That ain't, that ain't the Mike Gundy I know. I don't care about your politics, baby. I won't own the football field for you to let that shit fly. Through two games, L.D. Brown has 56 yards rushing. Spencer Sanders, the leading rusher, at 62 yards. And Jalen Warren has 46. Overall, everybody combined, they have got 190 yards rushing on 71 attempts. That's only 2.68 yards per carry. Uh, And they ain't good passing the ball either. Uh, Shane Ellingsworth has 315 yards passing. Spencer Sanders, 173. Uh, Both of them have thrown a pick. Like, I, I... 
it's only two games, but their offense does not look good. The defense does look a lot better. Like now that Jim Knowles is going in, I think he's in his fourth year, uh, the former Duke defensive coordinator that brings a lot of pressure, you know, runs a 3-4, all that kind of stuff. He, um, I just, my line on this was Boise minus two. I think I undersold Boise a little bit. Like Boise hasn't been super impressive either outside of like a, a crazy first half where they capitalized on some turnovers against UCF. I think I'm going to take Boise here. I think they're going to be fired up for this game. I do Is not it four like. four and a half still? No, it's three and a half. Three and a half. I, look, I bet on Gundy two weeks in a row and I've lost. And I'm so disappointed. You know what? I'm, I'm just a dumb son of a bitch and I can't give the guy up. I'm going Gundy one more time. Because at some point in time, he's going to take these guys out wet where he's comfortable. They're going to go out into the prairie and they're going to kick the shit out of somebody. And they're going to drop 40 points this weekend. Okay? Because if they don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who this person is that is leading this football team. What what kind of a world we never knew the, would we, we live in? <laughs> we never knew the names of the quarterbacks he had before until year two or three. It ain't like he needs a special quarterback, okay? This guy is no different than Mike Leach or, or Matt Rolo, uh, Rick Rolovich, sorry, and, and all these other guys. They, they're no different, okay? Just, just give me anybody that can throw the football. This is my scheme, and we are going to get guys open. We're going to find space and we're going to hit them in stride. And that's going to be our run game as well. And we're going to put up points. We might not be able to stop anybody, but we're going to drop 40. You you might be on the right path here. Oklahoma State, their last 15 games as an underdog, 12-3 and three against the spread. So you might be on to something, but, man, I, I will tell you, they, they haven't covered in two of the last three. And oh, It's scary as hell to bet them right now. Yeah, look, yeah. I'm doing it just out of just out of principle, just out of just spite. Of, i got to believe Gundy is just going to slap the shit out of somebody this weekend and say, I'm taking over. Give me the give me the headset. Give me the playbook. I'm taking over. Okay. Okay. I can get with it. So you are on Oklahoma State. I am on Boise. Moving on, Arizona State heads to Provo to take on BYU. BYU, a three-and-a-half-point underdog after winning the Holy War last week. Uh, Arizona State, like this line was at, I think, two to open with. And and has jumped up. It got up to four. It got bet back down again. It's down to three and a half. Total of fifty one. Can can BYU get excited and emotionally up for a second straight week? I don't think Arizona State has been that good. Jalen Daniels or Jaden Daniels. I I just don't know what to make of this team right now. I I, I don't know if it's because of what happened in the off season, but you know they they've been able to stop the run. And they've been able to run the ball a little bit. Can't throw, but are they going to be able to stop somebody like BYU because they hadn't played anybody like them yet? I don't know what to make of this. Um, I'm going to have to trust that they put everything they had into that Utah game last week to, to finally end the streak. I'm going to take Arizona State. I think I think that's the right side. I'm going to trust Herm to go in there and get this thing done, even though it is a whiteout in uh, in Provo. I'm, I'm taking Arizona State minus three and a half. So, so you hit everything I said in, in my SBR pick as well. It, this, this is this is the problem. I don't care how hard you try to do it; you can't manufacture emotion. Okay, a- emotion is real and it's raw and it's live. Okay, the hatred that they had for Utah and the excitement for finally getting over that hump for the first time in nine years is a big, big deal. It is impossible for those fans to show. You can tell them to wear whatever T-shirt you want, okay? It's impossible for those fans to show up this weekend and be half as excited as they were last weekend, all right? They can be happy. They can be thrilled, but they can't be passionate. They can't They can't muster that kind of fire and vigor inside them, okay? That just doesn't happen. Now, let's get to the X's and O's of this game. Their defense shut down the run game of Utah. The problem is, is Utah runs the football from a very power perspective. They're bigger than you, they're slow, uh, stronger than you, and they're very plodding, okay? Arizona State ain't going to do that. They're going to beat you with speed and finesse. This is a styles makes fight situation here, in my opinion. I think Arizona State has way too much speed, way too much athleticism. BYU and Utah were built way too similarly to where it's just one of those things where the fighter who won this most was going to win, and the fighter who won this most won. That's not this. I don't think the scheming is as good, the coaching is as good on BYU side as I do with Arizona State side, and there's not an athlete on the field as good as Jaden Daniels. 
I just I just think he's that good. I think he's special. I don't care what he's done up to now the first two weeks. I'm telling you, this kid is special. I've seen him play too long. I, I can trust it. Hey, by the way, uh, what a difference in fan bases, right? Like one of the country's oh, top well, party yeah. schools going up against yeah. uh, against the Mormon bunch at BYU. Uh, it had a lot yeah, of hate. LSU went up to, but, uh, LSU ahead, went up to Provo a couple a couple of years ago, and that was a that was a fun time. We we that was probably the easiest uh, drink that city dry that LSU's ever had. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, a lot but of yeah, this a lot is very hate. similar to that. A lot of hate on the uh, on the YouTube comments, by the way, from BYU fans saying that uh, our shtick is old about old men playing for BYU. They were like they average the same age as any other college and whatnot. It's like I don't think so. I don't think so. Like y'all can get mad all you I, want I'm, to. I'm, I'm almost I'm almost I'm almost positive they don't average the same age as every other college. Correct. Correct. Hang on. I would like I would like to narrow that down as two starters. Okay, they might average the same age because they might have a shitload of eighteen-year-olds on the team. I don't think those guys are playing. All right. Yeah, I tend to agree. (laughs) Their front seven, their front seven are twenty-four, not eighteen. Yeah. Go 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 look at Alabama's age. Go look at LSU's age. Go look at Georgia's age. Those guys are all nineteen years old. All right. They can't they can't crack a beer. All right. Just because Utah doesn't doesn't crack a beer doesn't mean that they can't. (laughs) I don't think you're wrong. All right, let's close it out. Fresno State heads to the Rose Bowl on Saturday night late. UCLA an 11-point favorite here. UCLA coming off of a bye. We have seen Fresno play really well against Oregon the week before Oregon went to the Horseshoe and beat Ohio State. But does that mean anything for this game? Um, The line is 11. My line was actually 18. I trust UCLA in this spot. Look, Chip Kelly... Is he said this game is prime time in the Philippines? <laughs> I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, he he's joking. It he feels like he's got a pretty good football team. Fresno State is a good team. I think that we are going to see points galore. The total of sixty three, I think, is way too low. But I I do believe that UCLA is going to cover this eleven. I think they win this by at least two touchdowns, maybe more, because I think they're just the more powerful football team. And and there's no look-ahead spot for UCLA here. I think this is just UCLA is the better team. They're going to cover this. I, I almost think easy. Did I lose you? No, what did you say? Yeah, my earpods died out for a second. I got them back. <laughs> it's all good. No, I'm taking UCLA you said, minus you, 11. You said almost minus 11. I got that. Yeah, all right. almost Man. easy. I really, really, really want to take Fresno because I think Fresno is a really good team. This man, this Mountain West season has been awesome, by the way. It's a great start. I don't think it's getting any better. I mean, I don't think it's getting any worse. I think it's going to continue to be awesome. Um, yeah, give, give me Chip. I think Chip is good. I think I think he's finally got this team rolling. But just just know that this game scares me. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, anytime you got a team that can that can put up points the way Fresno does, it's going to scare you a little bit. But I, I, I trust that the Bruins are on uh, a heck of a run right here. They are owning L.A. I mean, their rival just fired their coach. Like, I think this is a good spot for UCLA. So, yeah, that uh, that is going to wrap up. Pick them. Here's the recap right quick. Um, I am taking Buffalo plus 14, Notre Dame minus 7, Wake minus 4.5, SMU minus 12, Ball State plus 7, San Diego State plus 9, South Carolina plus 31, LSU minus 19.5, Boise minus 3.5, Arizona State minus three and a half, and UCLA minus eleven. Chris rolling with Coastal minus fourteen, Notre Dame minus seven, Wake minus four and a half, SMU minus twelve, and then we get to the underdogs for Chris. He's taking Ball State plus seven, San Diego State plus nine, South Carolina plus thirty-one and a half. Favorite LSU minus nineteen and a half. Although he told you to stay away from it, Oklahoma State plus three and a half, and then two more favorites standed out: Arizona State minus three and a half, UCLA minus eleven. All right, brother, you need to get out of here. Yes, sir. Got to go. Do you what guys. you do. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. It was good to get Chris in, at least for a little bit, to go on and knock out some uh, some discussions about these games. Again, you can always find the picks over on the website, winningcureseverything.com slash picks. Find all that stuff right there. If you want to see our picks from the BetUS show or the SBR show, go over to the shows. You have to watch the shows to get the picks. Uh, on the BetUS show, we do a recap at the end of every show. So if you want to click through it, that is your prerogative. But, uh, but you can always catch them right there. And the SBR show, Chris has his picks as well. Runs through them very quickly. So 
Let's uh, let's go ahead and dive out of here. You guys have been absolutely fantastic today. We appreciate your viewership. If you would so kindly go ahead and like the video for us, that certainly helps us out a ton. And uh, and share the show. Jump in the comments, all that good stuff. We we love trying to respond to everybody if we can. But uh, but the numbers have skyrocketed, skyrocketed. Things are looking good on the winning cures everything front, and you guys are the reason for that. You're telling people about it. You're sharing the show out, and we can't thank you enough for that. So. Uh, the show was brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. 125% deposit bonus if you use the promo code NCAAF2021. There is a link in the description. That bonus is for uh, Sportsbook exclu- uh, exclusive up to $2,500. It's pretty awesome. A really good deal. I have been with them for a long time, and they have always treated me right, and they will treat you right. So go ahead and check them out. Again, the website, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and on the YouTube channel. we got a lot of fun stuff that will be coming up through the football season as things continue to grow here. I can't, I can't wait for it. Can't wait. It's going to be a good weekend. Going to be a good rest of the season. Hopefully you all will stick around with us. With that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.